Yes, sir, we promised you a great main event here tonight. What has been maybe the most busy cheap heat week in, in years? People are talking that they've never seen so much cheap. Some people are actually saying, you know what? It's enough. Enough is enough with the cheap heat. They've, they've had too much cheap heat. Well, guess what? We are here again. Yet another edition this week of Cheap Heat Podcast in New York City. Seven days away from Election Day. I am Peter Rosenberg. Joining me in his palatial estate in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Not the physically largest, but physically large stack guy, Greg. Oh, yeah, I'm here, ready to talk more graps on the number one podcast, uh, sports and recreation podcast of course. in the world. And now, also joining us for the first time in, in what seems like years, but I think it's only been about three weeks, from his palatial Hollywood estate in the Hollywood Hills, the Majent, Brian Dipperston. Tucker turned heel. That's all I have to say. Yeah. And I, and, and <laughs> I, I just saw it, by the way. I had not seen it on Sunday. I just saw it. What? That's are, really all that we should be talking about today is, what is Tucker's heel. are your thoughts? I thought it was the best promo that anyone's done backstage on the fly in years. I, I couldn't believe how good of a promo Tucker is. He sounded real. He sounded believable. He sounded like a real heel. It was mage. And guess what? They found something uh, that makes sense for Otis. You know, like a split from his tag team partner as opposed to handing him the briefcase when everyone knew he was never going to be world champion. Yeah. yeah. A- absolutely accurate. I mean, what a what a rash decision that was. Speaking of uh, WWE champion, SGG wins. You get the full-size WWE championship replica belt. Oh, this was a this was a gift. Um, I've had it for I don't even know how long now, but it was a it was a gift. A gift from who? Uh, well, <laughs> my boy, my boy Tiger sent it over. I, yeah. Maybe I do remember that. What was the occasion? I don't remember what the occasion was. So it's been a while since I've had it. What? what and what plates are on it? No, just the just the standard WWE plates are on it. And 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 does anyone even use that title anymore? There's not really. I guess there's blue and red ones, but there's no black one anymore. No, there's yeah. a black one. Randy Orton has the black one. That's the WWE title. Oh, Randy's is black? Yes. And yep. th- and then, they, I'm sorry, now the Universal is blue? It's yeah, red. The uni- no, the Universal is blue now. Oh, it's blue. Yeah, it was made blue. Watch wrestling? I don't know. I, I know. So we are- By the way, though, <laughs> it, I'm or- telling you this right now. I was doing a kickoff show once, and we could not figure out which title was which, which is fundamentally a slight problem. <laughs> By yeah. the way. 
The title should be something we all know the sight of immediately, <laughs> but it's changed that much among the two brands. I've been saying yeah. this for years. The, the, there should be a Raw champion and a SmackDown champion, and the Raw champions should be red and the SmackDown. Disagree, man. Disagree. I think they need one world champion, black strap, women's championship, white strap, women's tag team champion, white strap, men's tag team championship, black strap, one set, and then let those float around the show. I, I like the floating for each. I like the champions being able to much. be on both shows. It makes the championship bigger and it makes their feud bigger when they go to SmackDown for the month or Raw for the month. Because you know what it would really months, if you, you know, don't get well, it, they're gone. It's an interesting week to have this conversation because you know what it would make particularly relevant? Survivor series. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> If you don't like it's the one night of the year when Raw and SmackDown go head to head. Yeah, you don't like competition. that? There, besides maybe Hell in a Cell, there has not been a pay per view that I love more that has been more bastardized than, than Survivor Series. It used to be like I was, I couldn't wait. I forget turkey and gravy and stuffing. The only thing that made me think about November were four on four or five on five back in the day teams of heels and faces that had nothing to do with each other yep. that were captained by the most mage feud with like little trickling down feuds. That is what I want to see again. <laughs> and that's, we'll never see it this year. We'll get, you know, the five and the five, and then we may get hurt business and retribution, but we don't really, doesn't really matter because we don't have, we don't know the personalities of each retribution member. We don't really have any. And you know, we, we got Hurt Business versus Retribution. They just did an elimination match on Monday. They do it every week now. That's the new <laughs> yeah. every week thing, Retribution and, and Hurt Business. That's, the, that, that's their new every week gimmick. It's there's, a, it, there's, so many, there's so many possibilities for them to be boring with this that they're just running with it. One week we'll have one masked man versus this one. And they could do so many boring combinations of the boring feud right. that you know it's just perfect for them. It's, it's a perfect boring scenario for them to just run with. Oh, look, this is as boring as possible. Let's do it every week. Although what, what, what we won't do is sit down and downplay how amusing it was every time Tom Phillips got to yell, Slapjack, on Friday, on Sunday. <laughs> he loves sl saying Slapjack. Oh, yeah, he, I'm, and I'm, by the way, I'm popping every time he yells Slapjack, so. What's um, with Shane Thorne's weird walk? Like, what's with Slapjack's weird Weird sort of feminine waltz down the down the aisle. You're sensing, no idea. You're sensing a waltz. I'm there's a waltz. There's a waltz. There's a waltz. I'm agreeing with Dipper here. Really? You're also sensing a waltz. Yeah. There's something going on with the waltz. I want to know what's going on. Is he taking dance lessons Ooh. backstage? See, now he, we're getting is, now we're getting somewhere when it comes to a storyline. Have you seen Slapjack? Has he been switched out with Fandango? Has he been switched out with Fandango? Do we know? It's a great question. Is Slapjack could, the new explain. the 2020 Fandango? Dip, what were you saying? By the way, is Slapjack Fandango? It could be. Yeah. Could be. You know, I've always could been be. a I've always been a T-bar guy myself. He Dominic Dijakovic looks like he really put on some weight, doesn't he? he yeah, he does. Fat. I'm not fat. He looks fat at Jace. Wait, which he one? He looks really large. Wait, which one is he? He's now which T -bar. one? T-bar. He's T-bar. Who's Slapjack? Shane the Thorne. short one, yeah, the one with the wall with the dance with the little no, but who is dance. but who is that? Shane Thorne. Shane Thorne. That's Shane Thorne. Got it. Got it. Got it. 
Sorry. Who, by the way, I just said, hold on. Let me just say for the record, I'm not saying this has come to fruition yet, but I said a year and a half ago when Shane Thorne premiered, he was going to be a star in WWE. Well, yeah. And now, by the way, that remains very unclear. He was there a lot longer than a year and a half, too. They did feel enough of him to go become part of Retribution, though, and be called up. For better, for worse, confirmed. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what that means in the coming weeks. Well, no, it, it, yeah, exactly. So it means that they may have they may have agreed with you, and that could be his undoing. <laughs> Is that they agreed? The waltz may be the downfall. You know what? We, we got to talk about the waltz. Um, it, it's sort of like the the waltz can be described sort of like uh, Elaine Bennis's wedding dance. Oh yeah, yeah. You're saying wow. You think it's an Elaine dance that's happening here? It's in a lane dance. It's, it's a lane <laughs> dance adjacent. Take you, a look. You mean the... <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. I never thought... I we I never thought we'd get here. Um, we're here. Yeah, we're here. Wait, hold on. Who's doing it again? T-Bar? Slapjack. Slapjack? Slapjack. Hold on. Slapjack is doing the Elaine. This is... I want to see a gif. I want to see a gif. You want to see a Slapjack <laughs> Elaine gif? Wow. That's mage. Um, all right, so Dip, we didn't. Uh, SGG and I did a recap on Sunday. You were not a part of it, so we actually had a positive conversation. So why don't you tell us everything we hate you hated about Helena Cell? Um, look, I th- you're going to be very surprised by my thoughts on this. I oh my thought god, that Bailey and Sasha Banks, I thought had a barn burning, bring the house down. They really sort did. Of great match. Yeah, I, I thought it was unbelievably well done. Um, lots of highs and lows. The bumps that were taken by Sasha Banks were violent. She's a psychotic lunatic, confirmed. She's unbelievable, I mean, in that regard. Um, And uh, I I thought that it was a very entertaining match. Um, The problem I have with the pay-per-view as a whole is that the hell, and I said this on last week's, uh, whenever I was on a couple weeks ago, the cell is just not really used anymore. I mean, they can they throw chairs in there and they throw this in there and whatever. But the the cell itself, except for maybe a few like buckle bombs, like, you know, movements in there, they just don't really use it anymore because they can't bleed. And without the blood in a Hell in a Cell match, it's just a regular match encased in red chain link fence. Uh, it's just not it's not as effective as it could be. That I said, I thought this pay-per-view was. It felt short and sweet because there was only five matches on it if on the main card, or maybe six at the most. It felt but like a great amount of pay per view. Yeah, way. it did. It did. I mean, it was there was a ton missing. You know, there was no Fiend, there was no Seth, there was no Braun, there was there was no a lot of things yeah. in it. Um, but you know, look, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm bouncing around a lot, but I feel like the Roman J thing was disappointing at the end of the day, only in that I just need to see some sort of swerve in some way. I, I Not to belabor it, but I need Jimmy to turn on his brother. I need a, I need some sort of story. Stor- hold on, let me finish. I need, we, we need some sort of storyline furthering, except for little turtle snail increments of, of hope that something cool will happen with this. I love the tribal chief ceremony at the end with Afen Sika. That was awesome. I have no problem with that. The match itself I thought was good. It was fine. But, you know, Jimmy coming out and then him tapping to save Jimmy, whatever. To me, it wasn't exactly clear what was happening. It wasn't, 
it wasn't perfect. But I agree. By the way, after watching it again, after I left the Thunderdome, I agree with you. That part was a little, yeah. it wasn't as clear as uh, it could have been. They could really take this storyline to the next level. And I just don't think they're going to. Well, you you don't have faith. And, and you've been yeah. given reason so, to not have faith over time. Not to SGG, who believes everything's perfect unless it's done on TNT, in which he thinks it's garbage. But keep going. Yeah, exactly. But go we ahead. We can talk about that in a minute. <laughs> so, no. What I was going to say was I, I sort of disagree with you a little bit about, well, the hell thing, the hell in a cell thing. You're kind of right and you're kind of wrong. Because it's true that the three matches, they don't feel like they do enough. But I think that, like... Everybody can't get thrown off the cell the way Drew did. Everybody can't break out of the cell. So it's sort of like the more I cell totally matches, agree with that. I agree the more with cell that. matches they put on, the more they sort of hamper each other. Because like, once you do something in one cell match, you can't do it later on in the night. Like, and, and to Dip's can't. point, and to Dip's point, that means if one person, if Drew's getting the spot off the cell, what you would have done in past years is, oh well, someone else will get color. So you'll yeah. you'll bleed inside the cell. Drew will come <laughs> off the cell, but you can't bleed inside the cell. So but now that's what I you're not getting it too a little bit because, like, I mean, to me, that Brett Owen cage match is one of the best of all time, and they didn't have the color. So I think with the right performers in it, you don't necessarily need the blood. And I think Sasha and Bailey didn't need the blood, and I don't think Roman and Jay needed the blood either. And then um, to Dip's point about the swerve, you don't think that Roman showing compassion only to like turn on Jimmy and have that be sort of fake and like playing possum was enough of a swerve in the story to show him going deeper in the moment. It was great. I really liked it, but it's not like it, 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 they dragged that out and made it seem like, you know, I don't know. There just needs to be some sort of infighting with the Usos. Well, you're going to, I'll say this. You will have to, I don't think you can, you can express your concern. I don't think you can have a full, point on this though until we see what happens on smackdown friday i agree because we're recording this midweek so we gotta we gotta see where we land i'm fine waiting friday means friday feels too soon though i mean maybe later in the coming months if we look back and say they they could have done this here but they have to further some way on friday Uh, yeah of course it it can't this is a story that requires slight growth every week right can't just be like i don't want to spend three weeks with him preparing for randy orton like that, that's, just, just, and what I'm saying is with Jimmy, if Jimmy doesn't turn on Jay on Friday or vice versa, I'm not that saying, doesn't no, mean no. that it's all lost. Oh, I know. Yeah, I don't, I, no. But but can I just say something? You know what's going to happen, okay? That storyline is now over. And now it's going to be for three weeks, Roman and Randy showing up on the show. There's going to, you know, they're going to just do the Roman Randy thing. And I don't Jay, think so. I do. I do. And I, here's why I disagree with, here's why I don't think so, right? How did Raw end last night? Yeah, I, that, that's what I was going to say, too. Raw ended last night with The Fiend and Drew McIntyre and Randy having to make a choice between which one of them he's going to face and, like, not even make a priority, but, like, he has to face one of his fears. So which one is he going to stand up to to save himself from the other one? He chose Drew on Monday. Um, we don't even know how it ended because it ends with them actually literally throwing fists at each other, but if they do something similar on SmackDown where like these guys can't even focus on each other because their feuds are taking up so much of their attention. Like if Randy's preoccupied with the fiend and drew, I don't see how he can even focus on Roman and what Roman's doing on Friday. If Roman even decides to pop up on him. Greg is right though. Dip that in the sense that for your concern, 
last night wasn't a good if you're correct last night wasn't an indicator of it because you're right all they did was show a graphic and say he's facing randy orton at survivor series but it wasn't about it at all so yeah you might get that from new day and street profits because they look like they're gonna go head to head this is why survivor series is so disruptive and like it just doesn't it's not good now that i agree with you should have a randy team and a drew team yeah by the way that's what they're doing by the way it's so funny too because even though like I'm su- completely done with Randy and Drew and I'm ready for them to move on, if you wanted to stall a little bit longer before you figure out where to go with Randy, you could have done that and you wouldn't have minded it in a Survivor Series context with Drew having and a team and Randy having a team. However he and wants. then the Fiend, right, and who's going to get the Fiend and is someone going to get the Fiend on their Survivor Series team or maybe he comes and destroys all of Survivor Series, whatever. Or is somebody going to be Wyatt. smart enough He's to recruit Bray Wyatt? Yeah. Okay. Ray Wyatt. Now, now let's talk about, of course, what also happened last night, which is which, which is very exciting to me. Which oh, wait, here we go. Out. Here we. I'm, I'm excited that you're excited. Yeah, I don't know. What I'm excited, like. of course. I'm the the only thing I'm ever excited about is the fiend. So the the hat that he was wearing said 1911 or 1119, which is the day that that the that you know this is on the internet, so it's not. I'm not breaking any news. <laughs> you're, you're not but, actually thinking of this yourself. <laughs> no, no. But I, of course, I noticed it and looked it up immediately. The um, the Mad Hatter hat that Bray Wyatt was wearing said eleven nineteen, which is the date that the Undertaker uh, premiered in nineteen ninety. Okay, and on Survivor Series. So you know this is all about you know Survivor Series is thirty years of the Dead Man. It's it's you know clear that he'll make an appearance, whether it, in, in some capacity. If he doesn't, that's a preposterous. But let's say he does. Uh, I could see Survivor Series ending with the Fiend face to face with the Undertaker in in the ring which would be, would, would, you know, make all my dreams come true. <laughs> By the way, you would think if you're going to give us the tease, so yesterday, yesterday they reveal that the theme of Survivor Series is 30 year, years of The Undertaker. That was revealed last, last night. Mm-hmm. Last week. Last it was last week? week? Yeah. Sorry. Um, what, on, let me guess, on the internet? Or did they show it on this, one of the shows? No, they're doing promos of it on the on the on the network because they have network, the network documentaries and Got stuff. It. Okay, yeah. okay, got it. So last night it's mentioned on TV, et cetera, et cetera. Then in that same episode, you see the fiend wearing a hat or Bray wearing a hat that says eleven nineteen. How would that not end? I, mean, I guess there's a way that you could have them not intersect on Survivor Series, but it, it, it would be it's something. It's got to be something. It's something. It means they're going to, it wouldn't be this close to Survivor Series. Okay. You know, a year ago, a year and a half ago, they had the, the alarm clock in the Firefly Funhouse say 1119. It was the time. And there was a moment, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a moment where everyone thought that this was the tease. This was the big tease. I forget what they, what, what pay-per-view they were leading up to, but they, you know, it was perceived that the tease would, would be, he was taunting the undertaker by saying, this is the day you, you know, but then they dropped it. Because they didn't have mm-hmm. enough time or whatever. And now, now here we are. It's the 30-year anniversary. Now here we are three weeks from Survivor Series where it's 30 years of Undertaker and Bray teases it again. Something's going to happen. They're not Unless they abandon the idea of something happening. But look, if Survivor Series ends with any type of showdown or any type of storyline between the, between the Fiend and the Undertaker, everything has been worth it. My life, I can move on. I can go on living. I can turn 34. Yep. One day. <laughs> yep. You know, I can, I, I can, you know, I can move on with my life. I can be a happy person. I, you know, would you what? like to see? 
would you like to see rather than them tease something for the future between Bray and Undertaker as Survivor Series? Just them have a Survivor Series match, Bray and no, Undertaker. I want to see them have a giant retirement match where the Fiend beats the Undertaker in at WrestleMania in the main event, and I get emotional and cry like I have a few times when the Undertaker has come out in person at WrestleMania when I've seen him. I have cried. You've wept. You shed tears. <laughs> no, I get I get choked up because it's like you know this might be the last time you ever see it. I have gotten choked up numerous times. You've been that, standing next to me. That means you've got worked at least five years in a row. That's I have been choked up when the Undertaker has come out at WrestleMania. I have been choked up. Wow, this I, had is... to, I've had to, I have had to compose myself. You've had to you've had to compose yourself. Yes, I have. When I looked over at you to like to make a joke or something, did you pretend nothing was going on? I've been I, I've been pretending and pretending. And by the way, this would be, I mean, let's remember the two, in my opinion, the two best matches at WrestleMania last year were the Firefly Funhouse and the Last Ride match. And now you could combine the Firefly Funhouse Mm -hmm. and the Last Ride, have a produced awesome. I know you'd like it to be in the ring in a full stadium, but that's going to be, it's going to be tough, guys. Even if it's a stunt match where there's cool, like, disappearances and fun, you know what I mean? Whatever, you know, whatever. Whatever it is, whatever it is, um, I, uh, <laughs> sorry about that. It's okay. I, uh, <laughs> I just have to get the time. I'd like to see it live in a match so that I could, I can, you know, fulfill myself emotionally. So n- now, ASUG, by the way, since Dip just cursed, I'm going to have two edits to make at the end of this. Number one, the curse, and then invariably whatever he says that he asked me to delete from the podcast. So I'll have two yeah. things. <laughs> I will now have two things I have to edit just as the price of admission for having Dip here. So make, you, make you work for it. Every single time. Um, That would be very, very cool. I hope that is what we get. Uh, something at Survivor Series with The Fiend and The Undertaker would be mage. Although I got to say, guys, it was very weird. The Fiend appearing. The Fiend. Okay, here's what. Let me say something I loved first. I loved the Randy Drew fight with Bliss looking on like a psychopath. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. I think she's doing a great job, and I loved it. What I did not enjoy was The Fiend coming out and then Randy and Drew just having a fist fight while The Fiend has nothing to do. Like, I, I found that to be weird. Like, he should command all attention when he's there. The idea that you see The Fiend at the top of the ramp and you're just like, I'm having a fist fight here anyway. I, to me, it doesn't work with what The Fiend of, is. Of course. Of course, I felt the exact same way. <laughs> You're just ignoring him? He's the fiend. Yeah, yeah, you can't, You if he's there, the world stops. Everyone is focused on the fiend, not like, oh, I still got to have pe- work out my petty issues over the WWE championship. No, the fiend is here. I like the I idea think- of having Alexa Bliss slowly descend into Harley Quinn, like for real this time. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. But I need her to have a mask. She needs to have a mask too. You think she should have a mask? Yeah, I don't think so. Putting more makeup on her face is not going to make her cra- like she needs to really do it, you know, and have the mask on her face. SGG, I no mask. mask with, yeah. No, I don't think so because you know what? The Alexa Bliss's strength, as much as the in ring stuff, has been like her facial expressions. Like if she goes into a mask, you lose all of that. And like so much of what has been happening to her and is continuing to happen is being conveyed by just like these subtle things that she does with her face. Now, by you don't the way, want to risk that. But by the way, but but SGG. She wouldn't have it all the time. You would only put the mask on in the same times when the fiend puts his mask on. But so here's the problem. She with wouldn't that, have right? to do it for a moment of bliss. She wouldn't be doing it when she's in the fun house. She would be doing it at the 
when it's when it's t- haunting time. Here's the problem with that, right? Okay. Is that Bray and the Fiend seem to be separate, right? So when Bray shows up, he never turns into the Fiend. He either shows up as Bray or he shows up as the Fiend. Alexa Bliss has been different with that. Like the light switch she hits and then you see the character shift. You see her go from Alexa Bliss to whoever this person is that's with Bray. But isn't that part of her transition? I don't know that she'd be that way forever. I think she's I think she's going from being Alexa Bliss to being the fiendess or whatever she is. Yeah, the fiendess. She, Maybe. That's, exact, that's exactly <laughs> what's going on right now. She's turning that's in exactly. front of us. Yeah. But, I mean, if she gets there, if she goes, like, full fiend, then whatever. Throw the mask on her and have her, like, flip-flop. Or just have her never go back to being Alexa Bliss. But you're saying, but if, I get it. But if, you're, if, if she's in this space, yeah, I see why you don't want to mask her. I just... I, I'm I'm enjoying this part. I actually really enjoyed the fun house the last two weeks. I thought the fun house yeah. because been... they had subliminal messages that made you think, not just like, "Hey, Randy Orton, we're gonna go out there and fight you next week." <laughs> yeah, you no. know, there were like actual interesting things you had to think about. And when Bliss, That's when what it started as when Bliss, when Bliss says that she's gonna give uh, what's his face arsenic. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I, by the way, that's my line. Yeah, I always say you're a big I arsenic guy. Say, yeah, I'm a. I love saying I'm. I'm. I, I need arsenic. I'm drinking arsenic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in fact, I have some in my cabinet. Do you? Seen tower. One hundred percent. By the way, who are you just talking to? Is there someone in your house? My Alexa went off. Well, oh, because we're talking oh, about bliss. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> yes. Obviously. Right. I didn't even think that. I'm like, why is that going off? It's because I said the a word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fetus. Um. The fetus. The Fiendus. Let's um, just go by the Fiendus. Um, all right. So last night, that was a. That's how they closed the show. Was uh, the the Fiend Drew Randy situation? Um, of, of course, the women's Survivor Series match that they're setting up is whatever. The women's yeah, the I women's mean, division is a little clunky right now, guys. But let's be honest. Yeah. There is Sasha and Bailey, and there is everything else. It, it's clunky up a yeah. storm. I mean, and, it's a lot. Here, here's here was my gripe this week. Um, when, when the, the, you know, of course the, the Pat Buck, Adam, whatever his name is, Adam Pierce, Pierce. that was psychosis. Okay. I look at that ring and I'm like, what is, what is this? What you mean? Who are these people and why are they in the ring? I mean, I knew who they were, but I was just like, this looks like, you know, I'm not even going to say it, what it looked like. It looked, but it looked bad. And the, I mean, I know what you're thinking. The red, the red shirts and the, the outfits are crazy. Anyway, but um, but when they announce when they announce they, they announce each wrestler each 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 female wrestler as I hate when they do this as if we don't know who they are. They're like, oh, Lacey Evans. Oh, she's a and again. Oh, she's a two time world champion. She's a blah 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 blah. And then it's Nikki Cross. Oh, she was this and that and blah blah. Like they they announce these people as if we don't see them every week, as if they're new to us every single time. It's so stupid. Well, and also uh, SUG. Well, why were the people who selected who were selected like what? What was even going on? No, like I have no idea. I mean, when I saw Raw's team, the, when they announced the first four, Shayna, Nia, and then Mandy and Dana Brooke, I was like, okay, Raw needs Charlotte. If they're going to be competitive at all, they need Charlotte. And then when Charlotte wasn't announced as being part of that fatal four way, I was just like, oh, Raw just doesn't want to win. They just don't want to compete. <laughs> well, we don't know when Charlotte's back, if that's even a possibility. I, yeah. I I just don't know. 
it just seems like in one moment we're having this amazing Bailey Sasha moment while simultaneously the whole division's just like, what is this? It's just yeah. nothing meaningful. They're doing nothing meaningful with it. They're trying to do something with Shayna Baszler and um Naya. and uh, and Naya, but it's just it it doesn't make sense. They don't have any chemistry. No. And I again, you know, I feel about Nia Jack's love, but it's just not it's not working at all. Them being champion is not effective. I'm not compelled by anything they're saying. They don't even look at each other when they speak to each other. It's very strange. I don't know if you've noticed that. They barely even like acknowledge. By the way, if you, you you know, okay, can I tell you what you do? Excuse me. If you want to try this Nia Jack Shayna Baszler thing, you, you, this is crazy. Get ready for some crazy talk. You know what you do? You have them kick everyone's ass in five minutes every week. That's what they do. They beat the yeah. hell out of everyone because Nia Jax is the most dominant force in the division and Shayna Baszler is a real-life ass-kicker who can beat up anyone. So they beat up people constantly, and then you come up with a tag team who you want to push who who really gives them a fight, and there's a, a story there. Why does the story but, between Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax have to be them talking? Let them kick people's asses. That's what they should because- do. Who is the tag team that takes them on? To and and that's the other thing. Like, who cares? This Nia, this Jax thing. Who the tag team is, is? Who cares who the tag team is? The Nia Jax right. thing is watering down Shayna Baszler a little bit too, because like you said, yes. P, she's like this legendary ass kicker from NXT, and then oh, now she's sort of her. doing doing comedy bits and and sort of humanized. Like, I don't. She is a person. I'm sure she would like to be treated like a like a somebody, but she she's a badass. She needs to be no, not yet. Just, like, yeah, she doesn't need to be a person yet. She can be right. a bat. She's barely <laughs> been on TV. I got. I got to tell you. Here's my take on Shayna Baszler. It's done. Oh. She's gonna be back. Um. She's either gonna be back. I'm, I'm, and I like her too. I don't have any problems with. I her. thought you were a fan. She, I am a fan. She's gonna be back on NXT, or she's gonna have like one quick moment. The only hope for Shayna Baszler to be in the spotlight in a major way is if Ronda Rousey comes back and she feuds with Ronda for the women's title. That's it. In my opinion, who cares if she faces Charlotte? Who cares if she faces Sasha Banks? She doesn't have the effectiveness on the mic or the storytelling skills, in my opinion, to really get in there as a top, top, top star in on the main roster. Shayna Baszler doesn't have a, a gimmick feud where it's like two MMA fighters or she's going to have to go back to NXT and just kick ass again like, uh, you know, like some of the others have. That's I my agree. take on, on Shayna, unfortunately. I agree that she doesn't have it on the mic, but I think she doesn't need to. Like, you look up and down the women's roster, and like, no two characters are the same. And they have the people that can talk. They have, you know, Becky when she gets back. They have Charlotte Bailey now. I mean, Sasha's been a star um, for years. The mic has never been her strong suit. Yeah, but, she, and the, the point is that it's too late for for Shayna. She's she already came in as the ass kicker, and then they just drop it. Oh god, so it's like yes, no, they they're yeah. not helping her. They are not she, helping her. She's not. She, she does need the dance partners, though, because she can tell stories in the ring, I think. I think mm, she can tell stories in the ring, too. I, I do. I, I think she can have meaningful we'll stories. But I hope. I wish the best for her. I have no will will. Good. I know that means a lot to her. The last, she, <laughs> the last thing she would want is to know that you're thinking these negative things about her. How would she even perform yeah. it? How would she even make I it to Survivor know. Series? You tell me. I don't By the way, I, I, comp- I completed a lifelong dream of mine in professional wrestling this week. And that is, I got a COVID test with Afa, the Wild Samoan, which oh, I've oh always, my god, every man's dream. Yeah, when I when I grew up as a child, I said one day I want to be a part of this business, and they said how, and I said I want to sit in a sort of cold hotel room across from one of the Wild Samoas 
while we have Q-tip shoved up our nasal passages together. You know what I can see? Amazing. I can see. Here's the scene for me. The guy, the doctor is there. Rosenberg is sitting next to Afa, the wild Samoan. The, they both get the. There's two doctors, or they, it's one doctor with two Q-tips. One at the, they simultaneously go up Rosenberg's nostril and Afa's nostril. Rosenberg is sneezing and coughing and 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 blah, 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 and go on and on and on. And Afa just takes it like a man. Impervious. <laughs> to the, that's exactly. To the that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I mean, the man didn't even sniffle. Right? I, I was like, "Do I really have to do this? Are you sure? I mean, how far are you going? My God, I, I can't believe it!" And Alpha just stared. He goes, "Put it up." <laughs> Walks away. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So, yeah. so Dipperstein, you told me off the air that you had a exciting and shocking take about AEW that would spin the world on a different axis. <laughs> you're, yeah, now you're over. You're exaggerating. <laughs> well, now yeah, it's perfect because that's what AEW does about all their takes. Oh, so I mean, I, oh my god! Well, what what did you want to say about AEW this week? I just wanted to say that uh, I am getting bored. Um, I feel like the only thing that I'm excited to see in a real way is Eddie. Right now, Eddie Kingston is major. Highest level. Eddie, Eddie Kingston, it's to the point where it's like the guy even does a promo that's that's uh that's the guy gets in the ring and starts talking. I'm nervous. My heart starts pounding because I have <laughs> no idea what's gonna come out of it. And let me tell you, no one else makes me feel that way in wrestling and hasn't for years. I mean, literally, CM Punk, okay, was the last person that sort of made you feel that way in any yep. capacity. The way, and I, I'm not a CM Punk fan. I never we will know, be. We know. You'll punch the him in the face I if you feel, see him. 100%. The way I feel like <laughs> COS, the way I feel like C, about CM Punk is the way I feel about Eddie Kingston. It's like he's totally unpredictable. And uh, it, it, it's it's awesome. Um, but in general, besides Eddie Kingston, there needs to be a pickup in storyline. And they, they need to stop dropping things. They, what happened to Hangman Page's thing? What happened to him in the Young Bucks? Like, I know that they're trying to drag storylines out for months and months and months and make it just ongoing, and maybe that's the style. But it's starting to be not, not effective. It's starting to be boring. Also, and, also uh, Dipperstein and I, all three of us, were in complete agreement that La Dinner Debonair was, uh, it was fine. It was good. It wasn't yeah. the worst thing in the world. It wasn't the it best was thing in the world. It was good. Cartoonish. I have no problem with it. I love MJF. I love Jericho. I have no issue with it. With, with, with I, I, I was saying the Rosenberg last week. I know you guys talked about it already, but I didn't even think anything of it. I'm just like, oh, this is something fun. Right. Me like, too. I didn't think much of it. Yeah. All of a sudden, the internet is going crazy over this. I mean, it was it was not that. And, and I, it happened on because it happened on Wednesday. What did you say? Yeah, it's because right. it happened on a Wednesday. This is why the internet went crazy over it. Well, well, let me just say that. Uh, say this. I I said this to Dip, and I should have said it on the show last week, but I, I I just remembered it afterwards. I also feel they need to stop opening every episode of AEW with a sort of unimportant wrestling match just for good wrestling's sake. Now, SGG probably shouldn't agree with me here if he's consistent because he loves in ring performing but for me when you're trying to grab me at eight o'clock to make me want to stick around for two hours i need it to be either the top story or the second story 
That needs to be what plays out right when the when the show starts at eight o'clock. And instead, what they do is like, "Hey, join us as we're about to get started right now with a show and show and show and show in the ring." And it's a random sort of hodgepodge match of people who can work really well, but where the it's not that important. And and it goes on for eighteen minutes. They'll come out with a two segment match that isn't of really high consequence to start a show. It's weird. Doesn't make sense. Well. I- and I agree with you because there's a, I feel like they can give us that match right after they give us like the big promo or Correct. Like something like that. And the, the big promo WWE does it doesn't have to be 18 minutes. <laughs> the big promo could be like two minutes. And by the way, that's what makes Eddie Kingston great. Eddie Kingston's crushing it in three and a half minutes. So like, yeah, Eddie Kingston, Simple. I, I, it, how much more dialed into a show would I be if at eight o'clock the show goes on? The lights are on the ring, and I see Eddie Kingston in the ring with his mic in his hand. He gives us he gives us whatever he gives us, and then they say, coming up next, and now you get to a really good wrestling match. But give yes. us story right at 8 o'clock. And you know what they could have done with that, too? That Dean Ambrose, Eddie Kingston, like, dual and promo segment that they did where Dean Ambrose is like, you know, you were family, but you turned your back on me, and Eddie Kingston gives his rebuttal. That could have been at the top of the show. Hundred percent, agreed. Yeah, but Eddie, hey, look, Eddie Kingston's the biggest star in NXT in, in NXT in AEW <laughs> now. There's no, there's no, there's no doubt. And everything else is just sort of floating around. You know, the MJF Jericho thing matters to me. I, I, I care about that. But like the tag division is just a bunch of hot, and, and it's all great wrestling, in in ring wrestling. But it's really just sort of a hodgepodge of who wrestles who. FTR, let me just say. Is fall to me without Tully Blanchard, as I mean they have Tully Blanchard, but like let's say they didn't, they've fallen into the same category that they did in WWE. They're mm-hmm. just two guys who wrestle well, who can't or are decent talkers, but will never be big stars. So it's like the point is proven for FTR, in my opinion, that they are just the brainbusters for for 2020, and the brainbusters don't work in 2020. So let me, let me By the way, I got I got I got news for you. I got news for you. The brainbusters barely worked the first time around. Considering how mage, <laughs> so considering true. how mage they were as an NWA Crockett talent, brainbusters were not mage. And if they were mage, it was because of the brain, part of the brainbusters. So, Bobby. so it, you're exactly right, though. The comparison is perfect. And I'll tell you what, FTR to me. That was a classic example when they left WWE of people throwing a fit. And I was like, what do you think the ceiling was for them in WWE? What were they right, going to be? Well, that's what I was going to ask you, too. I was going to ask this to both of you. When you look at the people who left WWE, right, and then they've gone on to different ventures, who were they wrong about WWE when you think about it? Even Kurt Angle, when he left WWE, he was at the height of WWE. Brock left, he was at the height of WWE. You know, um, Booker T, these different guys, they go different places over the past 20 years. Who were they wrong about when they put them in a spot and said, this is the ceiling? I, Who I wanna, actually goes over that? It's a great question. I want to answer it. But I just want to say one more thing about the brain busters. The, the, the brain busters to me are like a president who was destroyed, like a George Bush, George W. Bush, who everyone hated at the time and thought was a moron. But now he sort of looked fondly at, like he sort of might have been made. We realized it wasn't the bottom. Right, wait, wait. wait the you, brain busters are the George W. Bush of tag teams. That is a, this, a shock, especially a shocking tag, uh, a shocking idea, because they're called the brain busters. 
And George W. Bush, the, the last nickname he ever had was a, the Brain Buster. Now, I, I know. But anyway. To SGG's SG question. That's a very good, tremendous. We, we could spend two hours, hours long on this. Answer to that uh, yeah, hours long answer. I'm trying to think. I think the number one person they made a mistake on that they regret for the rest of their lives was Tyson Tomko. The man took over but the business confirmed. I was thinking the exact same thing. Tomko? <laughs> um, they were wrong about Cody. I think Cody is right where he was going to be in WWE, though. I don't think he gets, like, if you drop this. But Cody Cody's a WWE, star, but Cody's a star now. Um, could he have been a star there if treated properly? I don't think Possibly. so. That's, that's, what I'm, that's the point. But that's the thing, which kind of makes SGG right, because it wouldn't have worked there anyway. Which is possible. Oh, well, that, then you're really getting layered to the right, question. right, right. Let's just think about um on the surface, because like as good as Cody is, right? Is Cody? Are we putting him over the Tribal Chiefs? Cody feels like one of the most important things happening in AEW right now, right? But who would he? Well, exact... Where would he be in WWE? Who would? Who would? Right. would, would he, would he surpass the Monday Night Messiah? Would he surpass? He, he the could Tribal have. A, he could have a great story with the Monday Night Messiah. Agreed. But okay. So, okay, we can go through all the people that have joined. They were right about FTR. Sorry. That's just, they <laughs> I were right love FTR. FTR. I, I, Rusev, I'm sorry to say they could potentially be right about Rusev, too. Yeah, I thought they were wrong about him, but he's looking like they knew what they were I, talking I, I, about. I, I, let's just be clear, too. They, Rusev, the ball's been dropped with Rusev since the second he walked in the door at AEW. This, none yeah. of this has been. Yeah. Him Bad, even, I mean, him, even the route he showed up, the best man. That's that's what this, this brute, gigantic, athletic man. His whole thing is being the best man to let's be honest, a mid carder at best. What the hell are you doing? He should have yeah. showed up and been top of the card. They were wrong about Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> they were wrong about every time Jericho's count. left. They were wrong. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. Matt Hardy doesn't count. No. No, um, and I, were, it's hard to talk about impact because, like, who cares? But like, we're talk, if we're just talking AEW, I don't think they were wrong about about anybody. I mean, Zack Ryder, you know, um, you know, who else is there? Uh, by the way, by the way, SGG, I'm on the same page as you about this. I'm just the first person to say they can't bring in too many WWF. I've Joe said Bears. it too. They I've don't, said that too. They can't bring in Joe Bears. It can't be Joe Bear Central there. Because the you know, moment Joe Bear Central, it, it becomes Joe Bear Central. Correct. Yeah, and and what it does too is like they have talented guys that get bumped down the card now because they keep taking in their former coworkers. Like they become a haven, and so so like you know Jungle Boy and these different people. You know, the only person who's managed to survive that is MJF. Everybody yeah. else gets bumped down the card. Anyway, and Jungle so Boy's made. We can get off this. It's lost um, a little luster for me in the last couple of months. Frankly, um, I'm still watching it. I'm still entertained by it. All I want to see is Luchasaurus win the title, and then I'll be good to go. Also, and then I want to see the Fiend premiere on AW and feud with. Uh, also, <laughs> also, well, you'll be a different man by then. You'll be married with children when when the Fiend shows up on AW. You're talking a long time. But but oh, yeah. but um, I will say MJF being uh in this story with Jericho. It's great. It's entertaining. However, I do think they suffer from the fact that Jericho now has become a full-blown comedy act. That mm -hmm. it hurts them in the end. Yep. Jer Jericho can't be, be full-blown comedy. Jericho should also be a part of meaningful wrestling stories. Like he's, he could, They could go back to that. No, they can, but just be careful because the last pay-per-view 
he was in he was getting thrown into um mimosas and now right now and now, you know, by the next pay-per-view, it'll be he'll be the rabbi at MJF's uh, the renewal of MJF's bar mitzvah. I mean, God knows right. what the next thing will be. So right. it could be eight months with Jericho because because to their credit, they move nice and slow. I mean, everything with MJF and Jericho is a little bit week by week by week. You turn around, we're approaching the summer, and it's been a year that Jericho's been a full blown joke. So it's something to be mindful. Yeah, you should tell him. You should call Jericho and let him know. He what loves you're me. He loves me. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I have a big, a big wrestling life um, update. A, a, a big monumental moment in my wrestling life happening in the next couple of weeks. Would you like to hear about it? Oh my god! Yeah. Please tell us. Breaking news. So my parents are moving to Scottsdale, Arizona. Let me get some okay. sound effects ready. Yep. My 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 father has uh, a new job within his company, and he is they are moving there to you know they're going to be closer to me. It's going to be a great thing, okay. But as a result, my gigantic collection of wrestling paraphernalia. Wait for it, which has been languishing in the di- in in the original Dipperstein Towers basement for all of these years, avoiding floods and sun pumps and all of the things that, that, uh, that you need to avoid in a, in a, in a basement, um, is on its way to Dipperstein towers. Four crates worth of wrestling of, of a lifetime worth of wrestling, playing and collecting 54 crates. Four crates is going to be, Sent to Dipperstein Towers where I have no room for, for, for them. I was I'm, just about to ask. Yeah, you do. You have plenty of room. <laughs> Where's the room? You've been at Dipperstein Towers many times. Throw away some of the crates of alcohol and put it in your garage. <laughs> so, so, um, I, I mean, we're going to, it's going to come one day on the moving truck in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to get 24 hours notice and I'm going to open it and, and you're going to get, why well, should we do an episode? I, I think I, we should be an episode. We're going to get ultimate warrior nightlights. You're going to get Hulk Hogan soap dispensers. You're going to get 1991 uh, WWF breakfast trays. You, you know, we're going to get, you know, old Hulk Hogan headbands. We're going to get, you know, broken figures that I refuse to throw out because I'm a hoarder. You know, you're going to get old AWA wrestler uh, uh, wrestling figures. You have AWA wrestling figures? That's psychotic. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you? I got them. They sold them at the dollar store. Psychotic. At the dollar store. Nice. You're going to get, you know, you're going to get, you know, pillowcases. Any child size shirts you'll still fit into? Tons, by the way, tons of shirts that exist that I. A new wardrobe for dip. I, you got, you got. Well, he may have been seven years old. We don't know these hoodies. Are... Hoodies. Uh, the, I have a hoodie of The Rock from back in the day. I have you could fit old that. stuff, mankind shirts, stuff that I, you know, Undertaker merch. You know, stuff that I, I, stuff that I, <laughs> stuff that I never even sus- knew that I had that I, I hadn't seen in years. You're gonna get old rings. You're gonna have, you know, the old WCW belt that that made noises. You know, from by the way, you've been talking up this collection for so many years. No one's seen anything. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. The, the problem is you have guys like <laughs> Big Heel and all these guys that have these crazy collections of the new Jax classic st- superstars and all this stuff that is still in the packaging. 
None of my stuff's in the packaging. Of course not. Because you're a normal person. All of it. And let me tell you something. A real wrestling collection is not in the packaging. A real wrestling collection is stuff with the paint rip, ripped off of it. That's right. With of pile with drivers it. and power bombs <laughs> and, and, and clotheslines. I agree. Okay? I agree. I, I mean, Hasbro's that have been lined up in fake Survivor Series pay-per-views that I have you For know, years. on my floor. And, and Royal Rumble... Uh, Hasbro wrestlers that were were lined up thirty, but you know, in a line of thirty, in the perfect Royal Rumble matchups. Okay, this is very exciting. When and so in the next couple, we let us know. Don't just start going through it. We may have to do an unboxing. Yeah, give give us twenty four hours. I may have to do an unboxing. I have. Let me tell you something. As 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 many listeners know, my my um the theme for my bar mitzvah. Was of course wrestling. We know, and I came back to the DX theme in a in a um, in a you know a mini ring that my father. I've seen the video, seen the DVD, confirmed. Right, Um, and there are some decorations from my bar mitzvah that are coming that it still exists. (laughs) Okay, wow, that that's right, that's right. I had for the centerpieces, I had some classic matches. I had um, big giant cardboard cutouts of. Undertaker, or, um, you know, Undertaker Mankind. I had Hogan uh, Ultimate Warrior. I had Flair Sting. I had classic matchups of of, of airbrushed cardboard cutouts that were. So this this may become art that you now use in your home. Absolutely, yeah, has to. Of course, where else would it? What else would it be? It's going right on the wall. Yeah, right on the wall in the living room. I know how you do it. Um, all my old, you know, wrestling Nintendo game. Everything is coming. Okay, because the bottom and, line is, uh, it's a lot of wrestling stuff. I'm very 54 crates, 54 crates. That sounds crazy, but 54 crates. Psychotic. That's the name of the episode too. When you, when you go and you see 54 crates and you know, you know, we're going through the 54 crates. What a lunatic you are. I mean, that's psychotic. I have like, I had like 12 LJNs. I had, I had, I had had almost every LJN coming. I had like 12 LJNs. I had, Brett glasses. I had a Hogan headband. I had a Killer Bees poster. I, yeah, not much more. That's basically it. I my, played my, my collection my, growing up was two plastic bags. That's <laughs> fifty four crates. Kamala, Kamala, the LJN Kamala wrestled the. I, LJN. I believe it's. I believe it's Kamala. <laughs> Kamala, the Ugandan giant. The Kamala LJN versus the the Andre LJN, the black with oh. the black. Mm. Oh, they've had matches so many times at this point that the, the you they're unrecognizable. They're the same person. Come on, basically the same. Kamala and and Andre have become the same. There's fingers missing. There's the the whole yellow moon is off of his stomach. I mean, it's it's you can't even tell it's Kamala. All right, so th- that we need to get to that uh, that episode soon. I'll be very excited about it. Now we have to get to something called the mailbag. That's right, mail. It's a lot of them. A lot of them since Sunday. This is what we get for doing multiple episodes. Kenny Omega, Zachary writes us, "Hey Pete and Greg, you're missing the point with Kenny Omega. He's not an evil crazy heel. That's shallow WWE." He's a douchey heel. That's why he was nice to Sonny Kiss. It was a douche thing. He was acting douchey to Sonny Kiss. It's part of the character. By the way, Zachary, I appreciate the thought, and I see why you think that I didn't get that. I get that. But the douchiness didn't require Sonny Kiss doing the job in 10 seconds. That What I was saying was to justify a 10-second job, 
he should have been more demonstrative. Because if you're going to do the douchey thing, I hear what you're saying, no problem, but they can't have a five-minute match? What was the purpose for the absolute job out? I don't know. I mean, I guess it makes him a little bit douchier, but it's so negligible relative to how damning it was for Sonny Kiss. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't even bother putting Sonny Kiss in the spot. Let me tell you the truth. Uh, feel about this how you will, SUG. I don't think Sonny Kiss beating Kenny Omega is remotely plausible story-wise right now. So don't put of them in a match not. together. Exactly. Like, and if you're going to put them in a match, do something for Sonny Kiss. So something. So, so Taking a... Uh, losing in two moves does nothing for Sonny Kiss. Right, like somehow nothing. somehow, at least do the spot where he gets offense in and you start being like, oh my God. And all of a sudden, Excalibur is like, wait, is Sonny Kiss actually showing us something? And then Kenny Omega hits the V-trigger. It's over. But like mm-hmm. nothing? Because, because that... That makes Kenny Omega more douchey. That goes to what he's trying to say. If like Kenny Omega's not taking him seriously at first, gets caught off guard, and is just like, you know what, I'm done playing games, and ends it. That, they should they should have done something for Sonny Kiss there. That, it was that was it was that was terrible. That was just it was way, terrible. And and all those people who have no problem with it. If that was WWE, you'd be outside the tower in Stamford with signs protesting WWE about it. But anyways, um, Christopher sends uh, has a dip question. Wow. M- m- How m- did he know? M- 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 male. Mage. Um, hey, fellas. Love you guys, but my question is for Dip. Dear Mr. Dip, is Sasha Banks in The Mandalorian? Parentheses, kayfabe only. Awaiting your response. <laughs> I have, I have my, the most Dip response you could possibly... Uh, you could possibly do to this. You know how many people I've told that I've watched The Mandalorian? Endless people. Here's the truth. Never seen it. <laughs> so is the question, is what he's asking, is Sasha Banks in The Mandalorian or is Mercedes in The Mandalorian? I wish mm. this was a different question because I don't get it. I don't know it. I think he's, I, I thought what he was trying to say was, in kayfabe, is the Sasha Banks character in The Mandalorian or is it, the person, not Sasha Banks. Because Sasha Banks is in The Mandalorian. Yeah. That is confirmed. Sasha Banks. She, oh, she, she, Sasha she Banks. Does, she's in the show? Yes, yeah, Sasha Banks was she booked is. for The Mandalorian. Correct. Oh, is she, has she already, is no. she, has, has she been in episodes? Not yet, right? She, they're going to start airing. I think they're going to start oh, I, airing. I didn't hear about this. I didn't hear about this. So either oh. way, this question oh, in, really. In, oh, in kayfabe, is she in The Mandalorian? Yeah. No, dude. Of course She's not. never even, maybe she watches it when she gets home from her job as a professional wrestler. Yes, no, no, of course not. What kind of question is that? <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Josh writes us, hey guys, current listening to the podcast. No idea if you realize this later into it. The Miz was drafted to Raw, so he won't be cashing in on Roman. I think Miz is winning Money in the Bank and cashing in on Drew after Hell in a Cell. Well, he was half right. He did win Money in the Bank. He did not cash in. It's the Money in the Bank briefcase. He could cash in on Roman or Drew. And I think the Miz said so himself after he got the briefcase that Roman and Drew are on notice. Well, it's Randy now, but who cares, you know? Joe writes us and says, Mail. Before waiting for Hell in a Cell, I'll rate my first email to Cheap Heat. Before we jump to conclusions, I'm with a life. When you're home in a pandemic, you get bored. Um, love the pod, been a fan since the maker of shoes and the Brian Campbell used to cut promos on this very platform. But anyways, I think the mania card, if fans are present, should look like what you guys said, 
and he made pictures to go with that card, plus a couple of additional Ooh. matches um, like Brian. I think he meant Daniel Bryan. Um, and if Becky is back, or insert Charlotte if she's face. Only complaint is that someone on the show needs to at least check in with being the elite. Kenny spoke about his new attitude and how he dominates tournaments on the show. Also, Mr. Brody Lee is a direct shot at Mr. McMahon. He tries to use his character to throw shots at Vinnie Mac constantly. Enjoy yourselves, fellas. Stay safe. A lot of points made in that email. I agree with I agree with all of them. Um, I didn't know that about Mr. Brody Lee. Yeah, it's there. From the beginning, he did like some sneezing things. I think that's his his gear. Even is like a Vince McMahon thing. Yeah, like it's the gray nice. suit. So he so he made graphics here for matches with the cheap heat logo. Ooh, in the corner. Oh, made. those actually look pretty good. Beautiful, stunning, gorgeous. Yeah, by the way, you did a good job here, dude. You should maybe make some try to make some shirt designs for us too. He has Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch. He has Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins. I like that. Randy Orton defending against John Cena. Roman Reigns versus The Rock. And Jimmy versus Jay Uso. Those by the way, if that's like your start that. to the card, I'm in we're in business. I like all of it. And then Fiend Undertaker, you're good to And go. then you Fiend got Under- Good night. You add Fiend Undertaker, by the way. Six match pay per view. Say good night and good luck. You don't need to do anything else. Yep. I'll talk to you. I'll see you when I see you. They'll add another eight, of course, to that, but that would be enough. Oh, I like I like Maynard's headline here because I agree. Mail. Give Roman an Emmy. Real talk, sweet and stat. I think Roman deserves an Emmy or something for his acting tonight in Hell in a Cell. I tell you, Hollywood suits just wet their pants seeing that. Would not be surprised if his agents get multiple calls tonight. Dip, you're an actual Hollywood agent. Who? I, I you broke up there. The he was talking about the performance of Roman Reigns in ring. The the crying. The, the back and forth. I, I I thought Roman was brilliant. This is phenomenal. This is definitely the the most I've loved Roman Reigns in forever. I mean, this is it. I mean, this is the Roman we've all been waiting. I've all I've been waiting for this entire time. I'm very into Roman right now. I again, I don't have any issue with the Roman scenario, except I wish there was a little bit more Paul Heyman involved, and I really want them to take the USO feud to the next level. Other than that, we're good to go. Yeah, Roman Roman's Hollywood bound. Let's be honest, right? And and when he goes, everybody's gonna miss him, as if we didn't waste three or four years, you know, booing him when he didn't need to be booed. But well, he's, well, he's well, out of here. Of course, I'm he's out of here. Of course, I'm not gonna agree with SUG on this because there were times when, regardless of whose fault it was, he was worth being booed because he was booked in a way that was boring. So here's the thing, here's the problem with that. He okay. always knocked it out of the park. He always had doesn't matter. a great match. He always knocked it out of the park. And this is why it does matter, right? Because it doesn't. People will complain. People will complain about how Roman was booked and his position on the card. And then when Vince McMahon or Triple H, the two people responsible for it, showed up, they got none of the criticism for it. They got none of the backlash. It all fell that's, on Roman Reigns, who was doing his job well. The fans should have booed real-life Vince McMahon and Triple H because of their kayfabe treatment, because of the character treatment of Roman Reigns? Yes. No, that's not because how wrestling the, works. The that's the craziest thing that's, I've ever heard. That, that would well, be like, they, they, they should, they booed, they should so trot they, out the writers so, then and let them boo the so writers. They Roman, so they boo Roman Reigns, who was doing actually good work. Same with Cena, though. protest how... Yeah, that was dumb, too. That was dumb, too. But we no, no, the bottom line is... I understand this as as talent. If you're front-facing talent, 
You're mm-hmm. the one who gets booed when your product sucks. You get the glory when you're good, even if the, the writers are the reason that it's good. But, but you're also the, thing, the ones who get booed if the product's bad. You don't. No one feels sorry thing, for though. Roman for that. Here's the thing, though. The product didn't suck. Roman came out and he sold those matches, right, with the promo and the work going into it, the buildup. He sold the matches. And then when the match bell rang, he delivered. But if the story so Roman, wasn't good, but but SGG, if a movie comes out and an actor has a good performance, but the movie movie stinks, people go, oh, "Yeah, the guy was pretty good," but I'm not seeing that movie. It was trash. Or the movies, the movies didn't stink. The, I can. There were some. There were some stinkers in there. There were the some Roman stinkers. Undertake, the Roman Undertaker WrestleMania match. I mean, okay, but the whole Stinker thing of that, like he was. He, yeah, I, I didn't even not, know we're arguing. Not Roman's fault, but the whole He's, thing about it being like he he was shouldn't be in that position in the first place, and we're going to boo him to get him bumped down. Oh no, well that's and, kind of a separate blah, blah, argument. Blah. But what I'm saying is there were times when people were just booing him because they weren't interested in what was happening. Whether that's Roman's fault or the writer's fault, it just is what it is. I so agree. Like, I example, agree that it was annoying that the fans. I've always said this: the fans cheered Roman into getting that spot and then booed him once he got it. Yeah. My, in, in my and, opinion, the most boos Roman ever got were because he's bad on the mic. That, no, that's not true. They I booed think, him. They booed him from when the bell rang both times he faced Brock. As soon as the bell rang, they booed him. That too. But it, I, I think they the booed core, him as soon as the bell rang when he was getting anywhere near a championship. After in kayfabe, he earned those spots. Let me tell you something. In my opinion, the core at the core of the Roman booing. Is the mm-hmm. fact that when he picks up the mic, he sound, doesn't sound genuine. It sounds. Rude. I don't think so. At yeah. the at, at the core at of the, the Roman core. booing was CM Punk saying that he didn't deserve his spot, and then what? everybody just yes. Oh if yeah, you, that's, that's you won't put everyone's mind with CM. Punk. No, it's true. You don't. It's you true. don't. You don't put any it's, on Roman though. He did not used to give an impactful promo. He would he stand. Still doesn't. I mean, no, well, no, no, no. I think the way his character has been amended, that quiet uh, talking he, that works in Thunderdome he, works. His voice doesn't project well in the crowd yeah i hear that i hear that but it's working right now so whatever i'm not complaining he didn't used to give an impactful promo but i feel like that's being overstated to just prove the point that because for example right when when cm punk leaves right roman is still considered one of the guys like the fans are cheering roman roman gets injured cm punk does the podcast with cole cabana two parts and in the podcast, one of the things he says is that Roman Reigns is basically being shoved down our throats. Roman is gone when this happens. He's not even on WWE TV. When Roman shows back up, the crowd does a complete 180 on how they feel about him. And it stays that way. It stays that way till right before he gets leukemia again and leaves. That's like four years wasted because the opinion of one person Changed how everybody viewed Roman. That's, that's a fact. You alternate universe. Yeah, you're you're contorting to the point it, that your legs are going to snap off your body. You know what? Listen, listen you are it's contorting all on, it's to all death. On the ne- it's all on the network. It is all on the network. That's the beauty of it. SGG. We all pay our nine ninety nine. You can go back and look. Yeah, but it's SGG, the bottom the line is you 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 refuse when you. This is what makes you the contortionist. Is that when you are a, a, a fan of someone. You give them all the credit and none of the blame. Got news for you. Brett wasn't a good promo either, and the company didn't make much money when he was on top. He's still that's, one that's of the... False. That he's, is false. No, it's not false. false. He's still that one of the greatest false. of all time. <laughs> it's the false. worst period in oh, WWE history. 93 to 96 is the worst run ever. ever, bro. When, wait, wait, wait. Tom, 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 Tom. And he's my favorite, but it's a fact. Hold on. 
let's let's debunk let's debunk the three things you said right there. You said uh, Brett. No, wasn't that implies a good they're promo. false, and they're not Brett, false. No, they are false. You said Brett wasn't a good promo, right? Not not generally, Brett, no. Brett is not considered a good promo because he doesn't have the same promo style as Ric Flair, this person, that person. So uh, Brett, what uh, is the purpose of a, what is the purpose uh, of a promo? What is the purpose of a promo? Uh, we're not going to do this. We don't have six hours to break down the history of no, wrestling. No. But you can't Listen, just that's Brett your version a, of it. The the the, the, the hold, normal hold, real hold, version hold of it is SGG. He's not hold a on, great mic. He's not. There is no I'll conversation here. I'll let you speak. No, you didn't. First of all, you didn't let me speak. First of all, you didn't let me speak. You jumped right in and started trying to cut your own promo. I'm still making mine. I didn't make my point before you started trying to explain. And it's nonsense. He's not a good promo. Neither is Roman. They're both great, but they're not great promos. Number two. Number two. You said the company had its worst periods when Brett was on top. The years you cited, right? 93 to 96. Brett wasn't the only champion. Diesel had a year of that. Correct. Time of course, it wasn't all Brett's fault. Yokozuna had a year of that, and then when but Brett was champion, when Brett was champion, they had sold out shows all across the country. They was able to go internationally. This is how much money they were making. They had Yoko. money to they had money to waste. To Yoko fund, was a foil fund, for Hogan and Brett. And they had Undertaker. money to waste to fund Ico Pro. They had money to waste to fund the WBF. They had money to spend on all these things while Brett was champion. If they were doing so bad and hemorrhaging money. Would Vince McMahon be spending his money on these other ventures? But, 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 yes SCG, or no. Sure. Money. Yes hey, SCG, no. hey, you're right. It was the most lucrative time they've ever had. The product sucked. It was it was the worst product of all time. Mania Brett, 93, on, 94, Brett, 95, Brett, the three worst WrestleManias of the era. Was Brett sucking at that time? No, Brett no, Brett's always been okay. one of the greatest of all time. But what you okay. need to own is that there are people who have flaws. Brett is one of the greatest wrestlers who's ever strapped on boots. He's my number one. He's not meant to be the number one guy in a company. Roman Reigns when has he, flaws. When he was number one, when he was number one, WWE was cooking WCW. And number two, when you talk about the product being bad, wrestling, the whole industry was down at that point. And WWE was still making money and able to expand. Well, I, so what are you talking about? You're now the whole industry. You're now forcing me to because I'm getting annoyed to make arguments I don't even wholeheartedly believe. The main argument was this: Brett isn't mm-hmm. a great promo. He's the best in ring technician of all time. He's not okay. a great promo. Roman Reigns is a superstar. He's good looking. He's charismatic, and he can wrestle his ass off. He's not a great promo. No, you, he's you, not charismatic. Cares about Chase. By the way, is. but 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 my only my, my argument with you Roman is Reigns has no charisma. That's the problem. That's no, the issue. I, disagree. I disagree. I would not say no charisma. I would I not say no. People charisma. say no charisma. He has people... no charisma. That no. is the point. What? How do you define charisma? He can't speak on the mic. The only thing that's he has a, is a deep that's stare. That's not indicative of charisma. It's, that's and, not indicative of. Well, charisma. by the way, what a what a stare it is, though. It's one of the best. It's a great stare. He's one of the best looking men on earth. But I'm just saying, it's not. It has. It, it doesn't make. You're wrong. He he is no charisma whatsoever. None. A, no. No. That's that's a, I, I don't. I don't agree. I, that's I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. You just changed your story. No. You just left me on an island. I thought it was because of the promos. It is charisma is good but promos. No, no charisma. It's part no, of it's the not. promo. It's part of right. the promo. I charisma think, is the look like when you oh, walk this into is a good, room. This is good charisma. Charisma is when you walk into a room. When you walk into a room, you don't even have to say anything, and everybody knows you're there. Everybody, <laughs> to you. everybody and he has that. You. He has, has that. that. Roman has that. 
Roman hey, has that. I have great charisma. Okay, I know charisma. You got you have charisma up a storm. But guess what? I mean, but I'm Roman, dripping. I'm losing charisma. But Roman, Roman has some charisma. He did not get to where he is by having no charisma. He, listen, all right? he's not Ric Flair and Auto Rock on the mic. I'll give you that. Brett and, and neither is Brett. But that doesn't automatically. And the make only them point I was trying—no, that's my point. I agree with you. That doesn't. Automatically it doesn't make, make them bad automatically promos. bad promos. I agree. I was simply pointing out your contortion tendencies, and that moment you were having a contortionist fit. Of making, of arguing that Roman's in fact a great promo. Roman is not a good promo. End of story. I said that he was not as bad as people would say. People are overstating how bad of a promo he was. That's what I'm saying. He's not a great promo. uh, How bad he is is overstating. Such a bad promo that people wouldn't even let him talk when he started speaking after he beat the Undertaker. Well, that was actually that. But that was just that was that was charisma. That was charisma dip. (laughs) That That was was charisma. charisma? That 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 people booed him when he was in the ring and went. That was charisma. You're drunk. He, con- he controlled the crowd for 10 minutes without saying anything. Yeah, the beauty of it is it's all on the network. It's all on the but, network. SGG, uh, hold on. You want to use as your point that Roman has charisma. You want to anyway, use... You want to use him being booed out of the room Rosenberg, the night after WrestleMania as the as the evidence? As charisma? Rosenberg, his new... The new shirt. The new SGG shirt. It's just a straight it's jacket? Oh, no, it's all on the on network. The network. No, by the way, I think it's a straight jacket on the front, so it has the actual straight jacket. It looks like you're wearing a straight jacket, and then on the back it says it's all on the network. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Let's print them up. All right, right last email, and it's about SGG because I got to work. Mail. Um, let's see. I'm calling Cirque du Soleil and having you go. It's very good. Seth writes us, "Hey guys, just some quick fact checking on the contortionist latest AEW rant. One Omega's finish." is the one-winged angel, not one-winged eagle, as SGG stated. Hard Rosenberg, to fully... you said that. You said that. I didn't say that. You said one-winged okay, eagle. Okay, I, I believe you. Check it, Seth. <laughs> Rosenberg said that. I, by the way... He's already off to a bad start. By the way, I believe that I copied whatever SGG said, <laughs> but but maybe <laughs> you're right. So, I listen, I remembered only the name of one Omega finisher, the V-Trigger. Hard to take his... Okay, blah, blah, blah. So we'll skip past that one. Two... Greg complained about someone kicking out of the Omega V-Trigger in a match earlier. You've all made this point before, but that's never been his finisher. It's a setup move. It's like complaining someone kicked out of Roman's Superman punch or super kick by Jey Uso or Corbin's Deep Six. Everyone kicks out of those. Too much, actually. It'd be nice if they occasionally won a match with a big setup move. Three, Is the- Joey Janela would have been squashed by Omega 2. That was the point. They're setting up Paige Omega, another AEW long burn story. And if you actually listen to commentary during Hangman's tourney match later in the night, they kept intentionally drawing a parallel between Kenny having an easy match while Hangman had to grind it out. Also, a squash against someone with some cred like Sonny in his first match since the tag team split with Paige is meant to reset Kenny as the dominant singles wrestler we wanted from AEW's launch. Complaining about that, and that they should be treating Omega more almost unbeatably made is contradictory, though Joey taking the loss would have been better than Sonny. Four, I will say that Greg is totally right about AEW safety protocols. They are beyond repug, and it's honestly gross to watch them not seem to care about talent mid-match sometimes. That said, when he got called out for being a wrestling version of a MAGA uncle and then pivoted to non-progressive AEW things might be the all-time contortionist argument. Greg, Donald Trump is literally a WWE Hall of Famer, and the McMahons are his close personal friends. 
Haha. Ha, Jericho you, donated to Donald Trump this election cycle. I'll let you guys all fight it out on the politics of it all. But what what did you want to re- get? What did you want to respond to with regard to um, the, the point about the set the setup move? Newsflash: People have th- the finishing move, quote unquote. The V trigger has ended matches. The V trigger is a way that Kenny Omega wins matches. The V-Trigger, you can call it a setup move all you want, but the V-Trigger can and has been used as a finishing move. It's effective, especially with guys at a certain level. They shouldn't even get to the one-winged angel. If you're talking about how how uh, mage Kenny Omega is, they shouldn't even get to the one-winged angel because yeah, and the I, V-Trigger I, they, they, he, finishes they, them off. They had him, by the way, to argue against that email, excuse me, I've seen matches where Kenny Omega has to hit like six V-Triggers and it's completely insane. I mean, yes, it might be a setup, but guess what? Corbin's not hitting four deep sixes. There's one. Mm-hmm. So, but Simple I will say, that. I will say, we did sort of overlook the storytelling in him having a squash and Hangman having a harder match, and they and the fact that we just complained, Dip just complained earlier this show. What are they doing with the Hangman story? The Hangman story is building to a tournament final against Kenny Omega. That's that's where it's going. Okay, I mean that's fine. I mean, that's not really a story, but that's fine. I mean, it's something. Tele- telegraphed. I mean, I'll take it, though. SGG. If it's not Hangman, who else is it? SGG, do you have the second Black Power rankings in four days or no? There's only one person to put at the top. This It's just it's all about Sasha Banks right now. She did a beautiful job this weekend. I mean, really, it was tremendous. It was masterful. I think of the three Hell in a Cell matches, that was, like I said last week, that was... The one to watch. That was the match of the night. Um, she's now SmackDown Women's Champion. We'll see what she does with it. But that was just like a five-star phenomenal performance. So she's going in. I'm not even going to put anybody else Beautiful. around her after this. I love that. You got to give her credit. By herself. I want you to know that I just played the drop of Jim Ross yelling, Triple H jerking the Undertaker off. Now, <laughs> uh, I have to go do a radio show. I love you both. I'm sorry we fought like this. And I'd like for us to move on. I love you both. I'm very upset. Wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage.